0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John from the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Christ. The Gospel this morning is indeed from St. John chapter 21, and it is uh, verses 1 through 19, found on page 1687 in the Pew Bible. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee, and it happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, the two other disciples were together, going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus. And he called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. And he said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off. And then he jumped into the water. And the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. And when they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals, and there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat, and he dragged the net ashore, and it was full of large fish, 153 But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and he gave it to them, and he did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he had raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. And again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And then the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would be glorifying God. And then he said to them, Follow me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Today's gospel tells how Jesus restored the ministry of the apostles when they all felt guilty for letting Jesus down during his trial and his crucifixion. God worked in the lives of the apostles to recreate the events that led to their first call. There is the night of fishing without a catch, the miraculous catch at Jesus' command, and then Jesus' final call to follow me. Did you catch that? He did it again. And in this way, Jesus teaches his disciples that they still belong to him and that he still has work for them to do. There is a very dramatic question and answer session between Jesus and Peter in the latter half of today's gospel. And Jesus paid special attention to Peter. Why? Because Peter was the one who denied Jesus in the courtyard during his trial. The problem is that you can't really get a feel for the drama of this conversation unless you know a little Greek. You see... Here, that the Greeks had a a variety of words that get translated into English as love. There is a noble kind of love that expects nothing in return, it is a love that loves no matter what. Hold on to that. A noble kind of love that expects nothing in return that loves no matter what. And then, well, that kind of love is called agape love, agape. And then there is a friendly kind of brotherly love called filial love. And these are the two loves the different kinds of love that Jesus and Peter used in today's gospel. Did you know that? A lot of people don't. I didn't before. I just wondered why he kept asking him the same question over and over. So let's go through the question and the answer session again, but this time I will expand the meaning of the words just a little so that you can get the drama of the scene. Are you ready? Ready for a little drama? Put yourself in Peter's shoes or listening to this. So the first time Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you unconditionally, nobly love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you like a friend. Then he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you unconditionally, nobly love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you like a friend. Then he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you really love me like a friend? And then Peter was grieved. Maybe he had a guilt complex. Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you really love me like a friend? And then he said to him, Lord, you know everything. And you know that I love you like a friend. In the English translations, it almost seems as if Jesus was more or less asking the same question three times. However, in Greek, it is clear that Jesus is asking three related but different questions. The first time, Jesus used the noble, unconditional love and then added the phrase, more than these. And then the second time, Jesus left that phrase out. And then the third time, Jesus only used the friendly, brotherly kind of love. Jesus' questions worked their way from, from high to low, high expectations to low expectations. And so by the time Jesus finished with the third question, Peter was grieved because he remembered the courtyard on the night of Jesus' trial. The time that Peter denied even knowing him. Jesus knew that Peter was carrying a painful guilt of denial around him. It was inside of him. It was consuming. It was a guilt complex. And he knew that Peter had to confess his guilt and get rid of it. And Jesus asked one question for each time that Peter denied him. And Jesus brought Peter to the grief that he had felt that night when Peter went out and wept bitterly. It was necessary for Peter to feel his grief so that he could get rid of it. And Jesus did not leave him grief stricken. Instead, Jesus told him, Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and the third time, feed my sheep. And with these three phrases, Jesus told Peter that not only was he forgiven, Not only was he forgiven, but Jesus was sending him to be a pastor in a church. This is a great restoration to grace. And Jesus is able to give this grace because of his great work, his perfect life that fulfilled all the law. His innocent suffering and death on the cross that made the payment we owed for our sins and his resurrection that opens the way to heaven is for all believers and all of these things make up Christ's great work that freely offered the grace to Peter that freely offers grace to you and to me this grace is so great that peter who denied he even knew Jesus, let alone loved him like a friend, Peter eventually became the leader of the church. And this grace is not for Peter only. You know, in our first reading, if you'll recall, Ashley read the encounter that Saul had on the road to Damascus so that he could arrest the Christians that he found there. Talk about a guy needing grace. And Jesus came to him in a great light and a great voice. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he also said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And Saul also had to go through grief over his sins. Saul had to come to grips with the fact that when he persecuted the church, he was persecuting Jesus, the Son of God. And the grace that Jesus earned with his life and his suffering and his death and his resurrection, all that was for Saul, too. This time, Jesus administered his grace to Saul, through his disciple Ananias. Ananias came to Saul, and he laid his hands on him, and he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell off from his eyes, and he regained his sight, And then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. Jesus Christ's grace is so great that Saul, even Saul, who persecuted the church, eventually became Paul, the evangelist to the Gentiles and the author of almost half of the books of the Bible or of the New Testament. So, as I said before, this grace is not just for Peter, and it's not just for Saul, it's for all people. And as the Holy Spirit works through the law to bring us to grief over our sins, he makes us aware of our need for a Savior. The grace that Jesus earned with his life the grace that he earned with his suffering, the grace that he earned with his death and resurrection comes to us just as it came to Peter, just as it came to Paul. And just as the Holy Spirit worked through Ananias to bring grace and forgiveness to Saul, so also the Holy Spirit works through the pastor to bring grace and forgiveness to you. You heard it earlier in the service I said, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you will taste it later as Jesus himself offers his own body and his own blood in the bread and the wine of the sacrament. The grace of Jesus Christ is very great, and it will not leave you unchanged. And all people, all people who believe in Christ Jesus have their sins forgiven and their relationship with God restored. And all believers become heirs of eternal life in heaven. The grace that Jesus Christ earned offers us forgiveness. It offers offers us life and salvation. And the grace that Christ earned for us also changes the way we live here on earth. Peter, the denier, became the leader. Saul, the persecutor, became Paul, the evangelist. So, How will God's gift of forgiveness, life, and salvation change the way that you lead your life from this point forward here on earth? Well, consider this. The world desperately needs to hear about the grace of God. We were reminded of that need in a very tragic way this past week. Well, it it seems that we are reminded of that need each and every week. We are hearing each and every week reports of senseless violence. More and more. Just over Easter, There were three mass shootings just over Easter. There was the New York subway where 10 people were wounded. Up in Sacramento, six people were killed and 12 were wounded. And there was another thing that went on somewhere at a mall out in the parking lot in South Carolina. The list goes on and on there are reports that there are some 140 mass shootings in the USA since the beginning of this year. The great tragedies that I just relayed to you, they join the list of other similar violent tragedies. We've got the high school at Columbine. We've got the federal building in Oklahoma. We've got all that happened on 9-11 and many, many more. And all these tragedies remind us that the world desperately needs to hear about God's grace in Jesus Christ. You see, students and teachers and workers and others Who are now dead, they began their day with no knowledge whatsoever that they would meet their Maker face to face before that day was over. Some of the dead were ready for that meeting, and others were not. Some of the dead are enjoying the eternal joy of heaven with God, and and others are enduring suffering that will never end. And once again, we are reminded that we have no real idea when we will leave this world. We are reminded that we must always be ready to meet the Lord. We are reminded that people need the grace of God right now. People need to grieve for their sins and then hear the good news of the gospel. And what is that? Well, it's simple. It's just this, that no matter how grievous your sins are, they are forgiven for Jesus' sake. Period. For all who believe as we confess our faith to others using god's word the holy spirit has promised to work through the word to offer forgiveness to offer life and salvation through faith in jesus christ and we like peter and paul can all be vessels All of us can be vessels that God uses to bring Christ to a world that so desperately needs his grace. And as we enjoy and rejoice today in the grace that God gives us so freely and richly, may we be moved to share that grace, to share that grace with the world a community that so desperately needs to hear the good news. In the name of Jesus, amen.